Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Uh, Yes, indeed, and here we are to say good evening to you and welcome. Good to have you on board for the Wednesday edition of Lifeline. It is the sixth day of December, in case you're not keeping track. And if you're not, you should be, because we're counting down to Christmas, about 19 days to go. And uh, if you haven't gotten my list yet, um, I'll email it. (laughs) Size 30, no, no. Um, It is, though, of course, the time of giving. And we think about this time of year. um, It's also a time of receiving. The greatest gift that we receive is not the one that you're going to find underneath the Christmas tree. It's actually the greatest gift that was found in a manger way, way off many, many years ago in a little town called Bethlehem. And of course, when we talk about Christ being the real reason for the season, we ought to emphasize um, the giving of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, think about it. You can buy somebody an Amazon gift card. You can pick the biggest box with the biggest bow and spend tons of money on wrapping paper, and still it would not be the greatest gift as the gift of hope that comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And while a lot of us are thinking about our holiday shopping and ticking off the list and trying to determine which of the kids were naughty and nice, and if they're, like in most households, probably the majority are on the naughty list, as usual. I know I certainly uh, would would fit in that category. Um, Think about paying forward the greatest gift you could share with anyone, and that is at Christmas time especially, the message, the good news of the hope of the gospel. And while we might be thinking about wrapping gifts to go underneath the tree, the Bay Area Rescue Mission is doing so much more. Oh, it's about gifts, to be sure, for the kids, but it's about providing meals for needy individuals, for families that are struggling this time of year, dealing with tough choices, paying the rent, Paying the PG&E bill, quite frankly. Did you notice, by the way, PG&E just raised the rates on us again, another 13%. On average, that can put people right into the danger zone, where all of a sudden you, you, you get to the 24th of December and you have more months than you do money. That is the reality of living in the San Francisco Bay Area. So we thought, what better thing that we could do than to partner together with the Bay Area Rescue Mission and each and every one of us. That means you, that means me, that means the Bay Area Rescue Mission. It's hundreds of volunteers and staff members all teaming together to make sure that, A, this Christmas no one goes without being remembered in one fashion or another, be it coming through the doors of the mission and receiving a meal or receiving a Christmas box of hope to ultimately receiving the greatest gift of all, the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and the hope that is centered in that entire message. And uh, joining me today, once again in studio, not Santa Claus, but we have the Executive Director, CEO of the Bay Area Rescue Mission, Bram Begonia. Bram, Merry Christmas to you, and welcome back. Merry Christmas. It's great to be here, Craig. It's wonderful to be here. And uh, I just want to say thank you to all the listeners when they give to the Bay Area Rescue Mission, and not only help us put food on the table for all the people that we take care of, but it's an encouragement to us. It's an encouragement to the staff who are serving that people believe in what we're doing and how we're uh, loving without limits. This must be a time of year at the Bay Area Rescue Mission that that is filled with mixed feelings. And by that, I mean, as we begin to see the temperatures plummet, 
We had a little bit of dusting of rain. There'll be more predicted for the balance of the week. And who knows if some of the El Nino trends uh, continue, we might wind up experiencing a similar winter to what we had this time a year ago, which means frigid temperatures, torrential downpours. It's not the time of year you want to be living Outside, It's not the time of the year where you want to say, I've got, like Jesus, born in that manger. I have no place to lay my head. So there's this sense of, I'm sure, a sense of brokenheartedness for people that are struggling with the elements. And at the same token, a tremendous sense of joy in knowing that there's such an open door of opportunity to minister to so many of these people that might be kind of, as they can, fending for themselves, be that, you know, a cardboard box literally underneath a three-way overpass that now, because of the cold weather, is coming in, maybe just for a cot and a hot, as the saying goes. But then they come in through the doors of the Bay Area Rescue Mission, and they hear people who really care share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. So a time of the year with mixed feelings. Some good stuff, some bad stuff. It's mixed feelings. And since 1965, we've been that lighthouse in the community. And when the life storms are hitting people left and right, the, the rain, Craig, and the cold that you're talking about is a blessing. Because when you're out there and the summer weather's doing great, you're not thinking about coming into a program or coming in out of the streets. But when it gets cold and it starts raining, you might go, I can't take this anymore. And that might be the one time you go, you know what, I'm just going to go. Other people have gone, but I don't want to try. But I'm just going to go today, right? And that's the first thing that they come in. Why are you here? I'm getting out of the cold. And that's what we're doing. And I want everyone to know that uh, during inclement weather, when it's really hot out, over 90 degrees, and when it's cold like now and it starts to rain, the county allows us, we're not funded by the county, but we're still underneath their rules, right? The county allows us to put out extra cuts, Right, all over the rescue mission, and so we'll be able to bring in more people and give people a place, uh, a warm place to stay. A lot of people must come in not only trying to find shelter, but also in a real sense. And we talked about this last night, that that amazing sign out in front of the doors on McDonald Avenue. Uh, If you haven't a friend in the world, you'll find one here in Jesus. And many people that come in because they just want to be able to get in out of the cold. And then all of a sudden you strike up a conversation. Maybe a volunteer sits down with you and shares a little bit. Or you have a meal and you stay for the chapel service. And all of a sudden... You start to hear a message of hope that sadly many of these people perhaps have never heard or have been so browbeaten, so downbeaten by bad relationships, bad choices, and just the bad stuff of life that any kind of a glimmer of hope and somebody just stopping for a minute to say, hey, how are you doing? Or even something as simple as asking what their name is. Mm-hmm can make all the difference in the world to a hurting person. Just acknowledging people, acknowledging that they exist. When you say their name, when you smile, when you when you extend your hand, you're not scared, you give a hug, uh, you're acknowledging their humanity, you're acknowledging that uh, the Lord loves them and they were created for a reason, for a purpose. And we have wonderful church partners who will come volunteer and do our chapel services. And they come in and they, they love on each other and, and they will also invite them to their home church nearby so they can pick them up on Sunday. So really as a community, it, it takes the entire village to raise not only a child, but a man and woman who's been through a lot of heartache and been through a lot of trauma. And so, uh, again, it's not just our staff, it's our volunteers and, and our donors and everyone who supports us, our stakeholders, that 
take care of everybody. It's really part of that that overall team and and that that conduit that you talked about last night and and keeping that conduit flowing of of ministry to be sure and addressing felt needs, but ultimately that conduit of hope and encouragement and the love of Christ is why we are partnering and asking for your partnership with the Bay Area Rescue Mission. We so often talk about the fact that there's not some big, huge foundation behind the Bay Area Rescue Mission. They do not receive government grant dollars. Truth be told, for the greatest degree, it's individual donors, people just like you and me that say, hey, I get it, I care, and it's not much, but here's 100 bucks, here's 200 bucks, whatever the number might be. And that gift goes such a long way. In fact, this time of year, once again, thanks to a generous grant challenge, your gift will be doubled. And I, I often like to kid, Bram, can you imagine sitting in church on a Sunday morning and your pew mate leaning over when pastor says, and now it's time to receive the offering, and you take out your checkbook, as many do, and you start to write the check out to First Baptist or First Presbyterian or whatever, and your neighbor kind of elbows you and leans in and says, hey, how much are you giving? What do you mean? It's a personal question. How can you ask me that? Well, because whatever you give, I'm going to double that amount and give in your name that same amount that you give. How many of us would stop and say, well, wait a minute now. (laughs) You know, my normal 10%, if I stretch a little bit this week and I give 20%, and my neighbor's going to match it dollar for dollar, that's kind of like 40%. Wow, that's pretty amazing. That's exactly what this double match grant challenge does. Mm-hmm. And those are real dollars, and they came from real major donors of the Bay Area Rescue Mission. And really what they're saying is, we support you, but we want to see if other people support you too. We, we will give, give the lead gift. But will you match that? Yeah. Right. We we don't want to do it alone. There's, they they don't have they have wealth, but they don't have enough to take care of the entire Bay Area Rescue Mission on their own. And they're saying we'll step up to the plate, and who's going to meet us halfway? And that halfway could be five dollars. That's exactly right. right. That's it exactly could, right. It'd be a gift of twenty dollars a month, and that's meeting more than halfway. And, and all of that helps us. You know, we talked about this last time. It, it, it's not having one or two donors that write a ten thousand dollar check. Although, if you're inclined to do so, triple eight three six seven five three two nine is the phone number to call with that pledge 888-367-5329 but more importantly it, it is the teamwork that partnership that keeps again that conduit of love and hope flowing of five and ten and twenty dollar gifts and you know the amazing thing tonight bram if everybody listening to us right now in the san francisco bay area said you know what i get it okay here's 25 bucks pick up an arbitrary number here's 25 dollars becomes 50 by the way with the matching grant there would be so many resources available to you you guys wouldn't have to worry about turning anybody away every family that signs up for a christmas box of hope will be guaranteed to receive one everybody that comes to the doors of the bay area rescue mission looking for a meal would know that it would be there waiting for them. Last year, 1.6 million meals. And if you're thinking, oh, is my radio hiccup? Wait a minute. Let me count on this thing. Uh-uh. 1.6 million meals in 2023, uh, 2022 alone. That is an absolute amazing number. But that really only happens because of these partnerships with listeners like the folks that are eavesdropping on our conversation tonight. That's right. And uh, again, we couldn't do it without all of the listeners. And we're very thankful. And uh, we talked about uh, it's God's economy. We're sitting next to our CFO, who you're going to speak with in a moment. And we look at our budget and go, 
How's this going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> how are we yeah. going to meet the needs of our community? And we pray, and God provides. And let me just underscore as we go to break and give you a chance to go and make that pledge at 888 Again, reminding you, once again, the Grant Challenge doubles your giving today, but you need to give that gift today. 888-367-5329. Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover. You can even call and say, check. And uh, we just want to make sure we're counting your gift toward the total goal tonight, 888 But it is that sense of increasing level of homelessness around the San Francisco Bay Area. And I don't need to tell you this. You drive by it. You walk by it everywhere in the Bay Area every day. And as the need is growing exponentially, two things are happening. More people need encouragement and support and shelter and food. And along with that, the reality that, yeah, we talked about this very recently at Thanksgiving. But guess what? Hunger has a funny thing. It has a tendency to come back again and again and again. As you're preparing to sit down for your dinner tonight, think about the fact that didn't you just eat last night? And don't you have plans to eat tomorrow night? Of course you do. The need is ongoing, and that's why we're coming to you saying, hey, we're, we're, we're not asking you to divert your tithe. We're just saying out of the abundance that God has given you. Even if you say, Bram Craig, for the next week, I'm going to give up the designer muffin at Starbucks. I'm going to sacrifice that. And the extra money in the 10 or $20 that I'm going to save, I'm calling that number right now, 888 And I'm going to donate that 20 bucks to the Bay Area Rescue Mission, double to 40. And as you do so, if everybody participates, we could make sure tonight the goal is met and every single needy family that wants a Christmas box of hope will receive one, that everybody who comes to the doors of the Bay Area Rescue Mission will know that the meals are there, the lights are on, and the doors are open. But it only happens because of your strategic partnership with the Bay Area Rescue Mission. We're going to thank a few listeners in a moment and get an update live from the call center. But um, before we do that, before we take off for a quick break to make that phone call, let me share the phone number with you one more time real slowly. 888 Three six seven five three two nine. You say, Craig, I, I get a pen out and write that out. Here's an easy way to remember it. Triple eight four KFAX F O R K F A X. Call that number right now. If you're in front of your computer, still at the office, I'm sorry, but you can easily go online to kfax.com. You'll find the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner right there in the center of our homepage. Click on that. Moment or two of your time, you can easily and securely give your gift online. Kfax.com. Look for the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner or call right now eight 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 three six seven. Five three two nine. At one time, there wasn't no one there. And one day I was sitting down and I was saying, when was the last time? You know, I was truly happy because I wanted to strike it high again. And it came to me, the last time you was truly happy is when you was taking your boys to church. <laughs> Two weeks later, I wind up here. <laughs> so God is amazing. You know, he... He have answered my questions. I mean, he pop up and show out in my life. I'm a living witness. I am truly blessed. 
Chris Francis's story. And of course, that's been repeated over and over and over again, where people feel lost. They have perhaps drifted away from even their experiences in relationship with God in the past and things have gotten in the way of the relationship. They come to the Bay Area Rescue Mission because they're looking for a meal or a place to stay that's warm. They might get in, then f- involved in the recovery program. Suddenly they begin to learn about Jesus or to be reintroduced to this Jesus and their entire life is changed. That is the work and the goal of the Bay Area Rescue Mission since 1965. And we're here tonight to give you an opportunity to be a part of that miracle for people just like Francis. 888-367-5329. You know, tonight, if you give a gift of $50 with the Matching Challenge Grant, that'll provide Christmas boxes of hope to two needy families, supplying on average enough food for some 25 meals per family. Call right now, 888-367-5329. Let's head over to the KFAX call center and uh, working on... uh, Let's see. Not not quite hour number twelve yet. Oh, she got a lot of stamina. She could be <laughs> she be at this till midnight. Just keep the coffee coming. Hey, hey. Jordan Michaels. <laughs> it is spiced cider. Thank you very much. We're doing that tonight. Tonight again. Spiced cider. Spice okay. Cider. If you start to slur, I'm going to start to wonder. No, it- <laughs> Spiced as in cinnamon. Ah, got it. Craig, you know better. Thank you for clarifying. So, you know, I need some clarification. Your size 30? Okay. So, what would that be in shoe size? Or what would that be? You're telling everybody. I'm, I'm sorry, your you're breaking here. up. I didn't quite catch what you're saying. I'm sorry. Oh, that was a secret. Oh, boy. Size 30, folks. Size 30 shoe, I guess. I don't know. Hat size? Anyway. So, I am here with our volunteers tonight. And let me introduce you. Uh, uh, Codus and Dustin and Mimi and Martina and Wayne, you guys say hi. hi. <laughs> they are here answering phones tonight. And Craig, we are on a roll. I love it. I'm, I'm going to thank a few people here. Uh, we have LC of Oakland, $50 gift. My friend LC, that turns into $100. Maria of Oakland, her $50 gift turns into $100. Felicia of San Jose, Felicia's $50 gift turns into $100. And our good friend Bob, you know that $10,000 gift that you were talking about, Craig? Uh-huh. Well, we have that $10,000 gift. We do. Bob of Danville, $10,000. Thank you. Thank you so much. That, you know, that doubles $20,000 right there. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just so grateful for our listeners, so grateful for the obedient uh, people that we have listening to our station. They, They love Jesus and they want to share that love with others. And I have to tell you that I received, um, a text, actually, from a friend of mine who works for another good friend of mine, uh, Ken of Rodriguez Tile. Uh, he gave a gift online uh, at kfax.com, and he gave a gift of $500. And, you know, we are so grateful for that gift, Ken. Uh, that turns into $1,000 because that's going to be doubled. And uh, you know what? Maybe there are other businesses that just uh, would like to give, you know, organizations organizations that could and would donate to the mission and just follow the example of Rodriguez Tile in giving any amount because you know what every dollar is going to have an impact and every dollar is doubled so we thank you thank you thank you for that 
And if you would, before you go, share that number once again, slowly and with feeling. <laughs> you know what? You did so well. Now, you see, so I learn after a while. That, you size 30 person. I'm, I'm so I'm proud of you. thinking if I stay at this for another 60 <laughs> years, I'll finally get it down pat. Oh, well, do you have that long? That's awesome oh, if you do. I love that. Oh, wow. So let wow. me give you the number. <laughs> Triple eight. Three six seven five three two nine triple eight three six seven five three two nine. All right, we appreciate that update. We'll check back in with uh, Jordan Michaels along about 7.15 tonight. <laughs> See what For, happens when you overwork people? I'm telling it you. Turns on you. It turns you, on you quick, right? Rough, rough room. <laughs> rough room. Hey, joining the conversation in studio along with Bram Begonia, of course, is the CEO of the Bay Area Rescue Mission, is the CFO. This is the money guy. Uh, Nat Weber is with us. And, and Nat, you, you, I loved you. You just you responded in joy when you, you heard the report of the giving that is come in so far tonight and yep. you know I, I know you're the money's guy you have to worry about the expenses and what it's going to cost and the pg&e bill and all that stuff to keep the bay area rescue mission up and operating and while the money part is important we know that the real difference is is in, in the lives that are being changed absolutely yeah uh, you know that's the thing that uh, that it really translates into is is transformation of the lives of the people that are involved in our program whether it's the community coming in, you know, I, I get the opportunity sometimes to be at our giveaway line that, that happens every day, and I see the faces and the expressions of the people that are that appreciate and, and are thankful for uh, the the food that's been provided or, or other items that we have, and when when I see that, it, it fills me with joy, and, and I see the expression on people that, that are thankful for some kind of a safety net that really helps them to put food on the table. I remember years ago when, when John Lee was still running the, um, the pantry there, uh, and there was one of the, the pre-Thanksgiving uh, food giveaways. It's right. like the Wednesday or Tuesday before or something. Why don't you come on down? You know, I say, you know what? It'd be kind of cool for the experience and mm-hmm. take some pictures and come back and share some stories with listeners. It was absolutely amazing to me that the number of people that would come up and they're kind of stone-faced and serious and of course it's you know late november so they're 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 wrapped up and and um didn't didn't appear to be in a very uh, happy mood and then all of a sudden they get handed this box or bags and they look inside and they go my god there's a whole of ham in there and potatoes and rice or whatever it might be and to just watch the continents their face, their expression change and to see them suddenly soften and they're just not only the sense of I get a little bit of relief to be able to to do something special for my family and not give the kids an excuse as to why we're having mac and cheese for Thanksgiving because it's good for you Um, and and ultimately to know, for them to know that somebody cared enough Mm -hmm. to donate that food, to come and volunteer to do the boxing and then come and volunteer to hand it out I mean it's just it's very humbling, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think it, it is, to a degree, joyfully heartbreaking to see the expression of relief and happiness on their faces. Right. Uh, you know, one of the things, one of the opportunities I had was to just stand in that line and take pictures of people. And as soon as you hold a phone up, you know, to, to take a picture of somebody, you see the joy. They're, it's almost like a victory, <laughs> you know, a celebration. They're holding up the bags of, of, of love that we've basically given yeah. them that are uh, allow them to, like... Like this says, feed potentially 20 
25 meals uh, for a Thanksgiving event or for a Christmas event. And, you know, when you're struggling to put food on the table, Mm -hmm. particularly we think about, talked about yesterday, the fact that of the top 10 most expensive cities on the planet, we would think Rome, maybe Berlin, Paris, certainly. New York, to be sure, on that list, but right. of, 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 of the top ten in the planet, San Francisco right Bay Area took three places, Oakland, San Francisco, and San Jose. And I yeah. thought, you know, that's not a list you want to boast on. No, and it, and I think it really has an impact on, on the number of people that we're seeing that are either coming into the shelter, that are coming into our program, or that are lining up for food. The numbers of, of folks that have, uh, that are, when, when the fall started, we were behind in terms of number of beds that we were able to provide. Mm. And so that just, that it means that the winter is going to be tough. We're going to have to do everything we can to shelter some of these people when the, when the weather is inclement like it is now and cold and rainy. Did you run into cases, and Bram, you, you, you can chime in here too, uh, where people show up and say, you know, I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but I was a donor last year. Oh. And this year I'm on the receiving line because mm-hmm. I've lost the job, my wife took sick, or something of a financial tragedy happened <clears throat> in the household, and now all of a sudden they just can't make ends meet, mm-hmm. and, and they're aware of the Bay Area Rescue Mission because they've supported it in the mm-hmm. past. It's happened this year, and, and some people maybe have, they have that sense of shame where they don't want to ask. They'll actually give a long story. Like, you know, I you know I just want to help my neighbor, and can I have an extra one? And you just got to say, this is for you. Mm-hmm. We, we're not discriminating. We're not checking pay stubs, right? If you're in need, if you're hungry, we're going to take care of you. And that that really, uh, that really, really breaks down barriers. I, I remember, and I think I shared this story with you. A number of years ago, <clears throat> we discovered that in my block or my court, um, there was a neighbor who had lost her husband to cancer. There had not been real good management of medical bills because he was the one who was the bill payer. And when he took so deathly ill from the chemotherapy, she didn't know what to do. She was focused on taking care of her husband. So a lot of stuff stacked up. She got into pretty bad shape. Somebody in the neighborhood got wind of this and kind of went to some of the other neighbors and said, you know, that so-and-so is really in bad shape. So several of us said, you know what, I'm going to make a run to Costco. Listen, if I can normally have to buy 24 cans anyway, (laughs) right, Costco experience, let me get a dozen more, right? And so several of the neighbors just quietly filled boxes. I'm going to go into my garage. My goodness, I've got all kinds of canned goods and, and, and sundries. Let's just stack up. And we filled her front porch. Mm-hmm. Neighbor across the street, just serendipitously, I think it was a God thing, happened to be looking out the window mm-hmm. when she opened her front door and sees all this. And then some wondering, what the heck? Starts looking in the bags. You could practically see the tears literally from across the street. And then later on, of course, when she realized what had happened and neighbors began sharing with her the story coming out about what she had been through and how how devastated she was, not only through the loss of her husband and the poor way the man suffered at the end, but then, of course, financially devastated. That food was what took her over the hump. 
And you think about the number of times that that story gets repeated in a similar fashion all across the Bay Area, year after year, season after season, holiday after holiday. Imagine what we're doing. You think about just an extra bag of groceries for 50 bucks. It could be life-saving groceries for somebody in that kind of a dire set of circumstances. Yeah, and it, it's very easy to become cynical and to become numb to it because you're reading the news stories like, oh, needs are growing, more people are homeless. Is anything oh, working? I, listen, I know there you are know? listeners right now listening yeah. saying, Craig, really? You well, just talked about this. Right. Well, And it turns we into real people in real lines, and, and that's why we're here tonight is actually to, to let people know because the people of your community knew that your neighbor was in need, right? We're, right? we're here to remind people that there's a lot of people in need, and it's not just these are people with needs who are in lines seeking help. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to provide the help for them. This is the only reason why we exist is to meet the needs of our community. It would be shame on us for not expressing the need. And while I don't want to get between you and your relationship with God, I know, for me personally speaking, it would be shame on me for being aware of the need and not doing something. Now, I know we can't do everything. And people say, well, you can't solve the homeless problem overnight. And even Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you. Yes, but it is our job. And I think if you really read scripture, if you are posed with the question, am I my brother's keeper? How can you walk away with any other conclusion if you really know Christ but to say yes? And so if that be the case, as we presented the need, here's the opportunity. Your gift of any size, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 200, 2,000, 2 million, will help to bring relief to hurting families, the hope of the gospel, and let somebody who feels as if nobody knows and nobody cares realize that somebody does. And most importantly, realize that God does, because God has chosen us to be the channel through which he loves. So let's love on some people today. In fact, let's be bold enough to demonstrate love without limits. Whatever God puts on your heart, just be obedient. Don't forget, every dollar you give is matched tonight. So if you give a gift of a dollar with a matching grant, it will provide a warm, nutritious meal to a needy man, woman, or child. Five bucks, five meals. Ten dollars, ten meals, and so on. Fifty dollars tonight with a matching grant provides a Christmas box of hope that will provide two needy families with enough food for about 25 meals each, which means you essentially get to bless them for the whole week. For just $50 when you call 888-367-5329. That's 888-367-5329. Now, when you think about end-of-year giving, tax man, the tax rates are going to change next year. So the more you can do in your giving this year, the better it's going to be for your taxes next year. I know that should be never a reason to give, but just to kind of put that out there for the other CFOs in the audience that are listening. <laughs> um, don't forget everything matched dollar for dollar tonight. Go to the phone, make that pledge, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, or Discover at 888-367-5329. That's 888-367-5329. Or safely and securely online, look for the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner at the top of our homepage when you go to kfax.com. Um, I started being homeless. Um, they rented me a place. It was a little house. And um, they rented me, but they were not the owners. So I started being homeless, and um, I started being with my friends in another place, in another place. 
But you know, it's hard, so I just stay by myself in 110. I go to work, though, right now, and um, like I try to survive like how I can, you know. I was on the street before because I don't want to get a 10, but it was dangerous. I walk all night, all night walking, and it's like a hard to be like that, you know. Even to take a shower, it's hard, but it's not impossible. I mean, I... I try to be, like, busy doing my stuff, so that way that you don't get depressed. Wow. Welcome back. 888-367-5329. 888-367-5329. Don't forget, the Grant Challenge doubles every dollar you give as you think about your Christmas giving, your end-of-year giving. Don't forget that just a $50 gift with that matching challenge provides Christmas boxes of hope to not one but two needy families, providing enough food on average for about 25 meals per family. What a way to brighten their Christmas holiday. 888 Six seven five three two nine eight 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 three six seven five three two nine. Before we introduce you to a special guest, Bram, I'm struck by that woman's story. First off, boy, talk about some of these scam artists. So they rented a small home that they didn't own. And you can read between the lines. When the owner found out, well, why are you living in my house? She gets kicked out. She's working. She doesn't want to live in a tent. Because she's afraid of all of you know, being surprised. And so during the day she works and at night she just walks around because she's too fearful. For women out on the street, it's dangerous. Not just the weather. It's just dangerous 12 months out of the year. It's tragic that there are people like that who get taken advantage of, swindled. Then they're struggling to try to find a place to stay. And because they can't afford to get a place again, for them, the only way that they can survive is on the streets walking all night long. Or we hear stories about people that hop on a bus and just ride back and forth all night long. Yeah. And there's story after story like that. And, you know, the four people we're going to meet tonight are, uh, you know, they're the mold breakers, right? Because the tragedy that hits sometimes is self-inflicted. We know that there might be some addictions involved or whatever. It might be that they were taken advantage, whatever the case may be, that person's found themselves at the rock bottom, right? And so that's what we're created for. We're that safety net, right? We're here to take people just as they are. You know, we don't discriminate. You come in, you know, we will take care of you, serve you a meal and meet your need. And then when the time is right, when, when hearts are softened and when uh, you have had your need met, that's when we uh, point you to the foot of the cross. And that's when the change starts taking place. That's when you start seeing the smiles. That's when they start forgiving that person that swindled them. It could have been, it could have been a family member, right? That's right. It could have, been, could have been a friend that they were renting from that that whole thing happened with, right? And, but they will, it's, going, it's going beyond now their circumstance because their life has been transformed. And we're going to meet one of those transformed lives right now. Martina's with us today in studio. Martina, welcome and Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Tell us a bit about your story. What was going on in your life before you came to the Bay Area Rescue Mission? Um, I have four kids and um, my kids' dad left me. And then I got into a relationship with someone who was schizophrenic and um, I relapsed. And then... My kids' dad passed away. He was shot in the chest, and um, after he got killed, it, it really it really broke me because, you know, I was like my best friend for a long time, and um, I first met him when I was 15, 
And then um, I was still in a really bad relationship. And then I became homeless on the streets because I couldn't get it together. Um, I was homeless with five children in my truck. Um, we slept in the back of the truck for like three to four months. Um, I did a lot of legal activities to support my children and my habit I had. My drug of choice is whippets, then it goes marijuana, then it goes meth. Um, CFS stepped in and they took my kids from me for the second time. And then it took me about two weeks to finally go into a detox center. I went to a detox center. Um, there was no beds opening for an inpatient, so I was released and I went with my boyfriend. We got a motel room. Uh, I went to go visit my auntie in Lodi, and the next day I was shot in the face with a flare gun where I caught on fire for five seconds and um, went to the hospital. He was arrested. Um, they have it on camera. Um, they said the my jaw stopped the flare from ripping through my neck and killing me, and um, it was close range. Wow. And then... Um, <clears throat> uh, sh- I, so shortly after that, I still stayed in the back of my truck, and um, I lived with my auntie for a little bit until my face fully recovered. And then um, I went and I stayed at this safe parking lot program in Pittsburgh. My sister works there. And I was there for about a month, and then finally CFS told me, they are like, okay, um, we know you're clean, you're drug testing, you're doing everything you're supposed to do, but you can't get your kids back in the back of the truck. And... and um, the safe parking lot program they had this shelter where it's a family shelter as well but they were going out of season so I had to start calling around and um I started calling around to inpatients I started calling for SLEs I started calling all these programs and they didn't have any beds opening for me and then I was going to go to um Shepherd's Gate but they wouldn't accept um my son's age my son's 15 at the time he was 14 their age limit's 12 there's a lot and then um and then I heard of BARM when my mm. domestic violence lays on, um, mm. she invited me to BARM, and I got accepted into BARM, and then um, this is kind of where I've been for seven months. Uh, before I got here, I was going, I was even out the back of my truck by myself. I was doing my outpatient, and I was going to two meetings a day to stay sober. Um, I remember I just, I just really wanted to be clean. I remember mm. praying. You, you were working hard. Yeah. And under really tough circumstances. I mean, as you mentioned, Martina, dad stepped out of the picture. It's difficult if you're a full-time working mom with somebody who gave you a house over your head to try and look after the kids, raise the kids, keep the money flowing and all that. Now, all of a sudden, you find none of those advantages. You have no home. Trying to hold all that together, I mean... And that, and that, Craig, that was the past. And I know we're going to get to more of her story, but I've known Martina now for over seven months, and she's one of those people that's glowing, right? Like the smile's just out there, and when, when she's walking, sometimes it's like she's bouncing. Floating. She's just bouncing. <laughs> she's just bouncing with joy, smiling and laughing all the time, giving out hugs. And you wouldn't know all that trauma that she's been through. Let me ask you a question. Some people wonder, you mentioned about the kind of progression of the drug abuse. I said, well, why people just don't quit? Why did they even start it in the first place? Why did you start? Why, what was the purpose of the drugs for you? I just wanted to forget. Mm. I just wanted to forget the trauma that was inflicted upon me since I was three years old, whether it was watching my mom go through domestic violence, whether it was molestation, whether it was whatever it is. I just wanted to forget. And I just wanted to, and I wanted to forget a lot of the choices that I made 
that put me in situations when I became old enough to know the right and wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, just I hated of, myself. Just a lot of pain there. Yeah, it was just a lot of pain. It was like, and then too, I didn't want to get, it took me a while to finally get help because I didn't want to face the type of parent I became, you know. And you know, it's interesting, Bram, because we think you know, people listening right now say, well, you know, I, I know what pain is like. You know, if you, you, you slip and fall and you bruise an elbow or something, you're in pain of some sort. And you say, well, I'm going to go take, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tylenol or an aspirin or something. And we do that to numb the pain. Um, but when you're dealing with emotional pain, mm-hmm. well, you, wh- where do you find that on over the counter? You don't. Yeah. And so people will turn to mm-hmm. street drugs. I'm not justifying it. I'm just yeah. helping people to understand why. Why it happens. And as Martina shared, you've been through so much. At some point you say, wow, you know what? I, I just need to numb the pain. I just need to forget for a while. Yeah. And then that kind of snowballs and the behavior gets more intense. And then the choice of drug gets more intense before you know it. Your effort to numb the pain has now turned into a literal physical chemical addiction that even if you said, okay, enough is enough. You can't do it. Yeah. You become, you know, it starts like you hurt your back lifting a box. Take a couple of Tylenol. You really hurt your back. You go to the hospital. You get on some opioid, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're a part of the opioid pandemic, that's right? right? The, the, that's sweeping across the country. And uh, Martina's talking about not just hurting her back. She got five t- kids taken away from her, right? Yeah. And that pain, right, is... He, what are you going to turn to? And again, I'm not justifying it either. But then now it's, what's the path back? And let's talk about the path back. So you wind up at Barm, Bay Area Rescue Mission. You get involved in the recovery program. What happens with your kids? Um, my kids were placed in two separate foster care. <clears throat> and um, one was placed with his dad, one that's alive, his dad. And um, I get to have visits with them. I see them once a week. I'm just now barely getting loosely unsupervised visits, which is going to start happening on Sundays where I get them three to four hours. Wow. At the be, program. You must be thrilled about that. Yeah. I miss my... I get to see my oldest, my 15-year-old. He um, he comes to church or he comes to chapel. So he's been able to um, spend extra time with me there. And then I get my 10-year-old who's with his dad. He, um, he comes on the weekends already. So, you know, I've just been waiting for my toddlers to come. And um, so, yeah, but my son got to see this. It's weird because um, my son got to see me progress in something other than our culture. Like before I came to Barm, I wasn't Christian. I never opened up a Bible. And I was really hesitant about coming here because I'm Native American. So I was brought up on my own history. Mm -hmm. So I was a little concerned about my safety. (laughs) That sounds I know it sounds funny, but no, no, that's that's, where I was coming from. Totally understandable. So then, um, you know, it feels good to finally like show my kids like it's. It's okay. You, you know, you work with what you got, and there is help yeah. out there, and there is good people out there. And they're seeing a new you. Yeah. And you're seeing a new you. Yeah, because I'm also part of the ministry that they have for the students. They have a ministry class at Barm, so I'm also part of that. If you had to describe in a few words, Martina, how your life has changed since you've gotten involved in the program of the Bay Area Rescue Mission, how, how would you describe it? Peaceful. Wow. You know, that seems like a quick easy answer mm-hmm. it, that's but it's a, not. Trem- ex- not exactly that is such a tremendously profound answer because you know mm-hmm. martina we all know this people talk about i just want to be happy well happiness is fleeting you know you buy the new car and it's great till you get the first debt and now you're no longer happy happiness doesn't stay but peace and joy 
particularly when it's centered on a relationship with Christ, and when you begin to see and explore the new you as Christ sees you, that doesn't matter about happiness anymore because that sense of having peace, putting your head down on the pillow at night and getting a good night's sleep, boy, you can't put a price on that, can you? Yeah, and she's talking about peace, and I think... You know, it's it's joy as well, and it's also hope. And I've talked to Martina on the sides, right? And I know that she would love to be an intern. She'd love to move forward, maybe possibly work at the rescue mission in the future. And so these things, there's a hope for the future. Yeah. She's talking about her kids seeing a new her and the progression that's been taking place. And she's going to get her kids back soon. And it's going to take time. And it's going to take steps. But there's a hope for the future. That's, that's, that's right, and it's all part of the healing process. Yeah. And you, you've been it through through it before with that with that 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 terrible injury that you suffered, and yet you're on the the mend there. And over time, there can and will be healing. And and you know, I would imagine for you, one of the biggest joys is going to be to be back together with the kids again. Yeah. And also, too, to help other people. Yeah. I just want to be of service. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. And she's doing. She hasn't graduated yet, Craig. Well, she's already, seven months. And she's already serving and giving back. Yeah, so. that's, that's, you know, that's that says so much about the person who you are on the inside. And in spite of all of the negativity and the abuse and all the, you know, rotten stuff that gets said and done to an individual, uh, the, the beauty of who you are inside is still there. And to see that begin to come back to the surface and, and to kind of flush out and then and then begin to flourish, what, what a delight and a joy that is. Yeah. We appreciate you sharing today. And uh, Martina, because you're so terribly articulate, I'm going to ask you a tough question. Okay. Maybe, maybe you say that's not tough. <laughs> A lot of people listening right now to your story and go, wow, she, she's been in the program for seven months and that, that much progress has happened, that much change has happened and in the, in the, just the change in the demeanor. Um, if you could, could look in the eye of one of the listeners right now um, that has been thinking about supporting the Bay Area Rescue Mission, but for whatever reason hasn't quite gotten around to making the phone call, hasn't quite gotten around to, to writing that check, Based on your experience at Barm, what would you tell that person? Love thy neighbor like you love thyself. Somebody's paying attention, class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, you talk- what, what would you do if I was your daughter? What would you do if I was your niece? What would you do if I was your mother? If I was your, you know, your sister? Like, you know, what would you do? What would you want someone? To have, how would you like someone to treat me or your family, someone you love? Or wife, you know. Normally, after I ask a question like that, I kind of pivot and give a big speech. Uh, <laughs> speech little great. for me to add to that. Uh, love thy neighbor as thyself. We talked mm-hmm. tonight about Christmas shopping and giving and things of that sort. Um, and oftentimes, the top of our giving list is ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you do if she were your daughter, your niece, your mom? Um, and how would you get involved and make a difference in, in loving your neighbor as yourself, in demonstrating, as we've talked about, that love without limits? If you're touched by Martina's story and you think, yeah, you know what? 
She said some very wise words for a young lady, <laughs> and I think it's time for me to pay attention and to respond accordingly. And we would only ask that you do that based on what the Holy Spirit puts on your heart and be obedient. That's all. No special heroics. Just be obedient to what the Lord is saying to you in this moment. And if he's saying, yeah, i got to do a better job at loving my neighbor as myself, maybe the first step is to reach out and be a blessing. Needy families all over the Bay Area that are going to be wondering how they're going to be able to enjoy a Christmas meal because they're just so financially downtrodden. Uh, we heard from the woman earlier who has a job, and she's homeless because she got swindled, and she's not been able to afford to get a new place, and she's afraid to uh, lay her head down at night because she might might be at risk, and so she just stays up all night long. For her, for people like Martina, for the ones that are out there that are just maybe like your daughter or your niece or your mom, would you pick up the phone right now? Call 888-367-5329 and give as large a gift as the Holy Spirit puts on your heart. Remember, thanks to the Grand Challenge, your gift will be doubled today. So that means a gift of $50 provides two Christmas boxes of hope to two needy families. That'll supply enough food, by the way, for about 25 meals per family. A $100 gift. With, again, the matching grant, we'll provide Christmas boxes of hope to four needy families, providing, again, about 100 meals, all told. Imagine that for just a $100 gift. I, I bet if you went to uh, your local uh, big box store or to a um, place where you can go shopping that's, you know, sometimes the way that's safe, <clears throat> uh, you're not going to be able to buy <laughs> 100 meals for 100 bucks. No way. But strategic partnerships... The matching challenge can make it possible. You can be an enormous blessing this Christmas to some needy families when you call 888-367-5329. That's 888-367-5329. Or give your gift safely and securely online. Look for the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner at the top of our homepage at kfax.com. We're going to take a brief time out to give you an opportunity to make that pledge at 888-367-5329. We'll come back. We'll meet some more guests. Thank you, for Mar Martina, for coming in and sharing your story. And uh, we'll also check in with the um, KFAX call center. And if uh, Jordan Michaels hasn't fallen asleep yet, we'll get an update from her. All that and more. 888 um, It's a struggle. It's really hard. Um, we didn't want to be homeless, but things happen. Yeah, it's just got owners that are greedy, that's all. You know, with uh, evictions and stuff, you know? Um, it's been a couple of days. It's just hard, you know? We can't. We had a few days in a motel that I had some money saved. But and it's all gone. It's gone so now. It was so. our last night um, tonight. Tonight's so. our last night to be there, so. And then me fighting cancer and diabetes and everything else and, you know, stressed out with all that and taking care of tickets and, you know, just name it, you know? have a home, a better vehicle, um, just to have everything, you know, bills paid off and stuff, and that's it, just to, to be healthy and uh, place to stay until the last breath is out of our body, you know? Wow, welcome back, 888-367-5329, 888-367-5329, we're going to head over to the KFAX call center for an update in just a second, but... 
Bram, you know, the other dynamic here that we haven't talked about either yesterday or tonight, and that is that Alameda County, as an example, recently lifted its eviction moratorium. There had been families that, for circumstances related to COVID, uh, were behind on the rent, and uh, they were essentially protected by the county that you could not evict them. And recently that was lifted. I understand where the um, the court would receive, on average, about 35 of eviction request for court intervention a week. It's now turned into 170 a day. You heard correctly. From 35 a week to 170 a day. Now you imagine, as those notices are given and people are turned out, 170 families every 24 hours going, okay, what next? If we had money, we would have paid the rent. We don't have the money. I was unemployed during this. Or like in this case here, landlord raised the rent. Husband's got cancer. All of a sudden they're saying, hey, you know, you, you wanted 1200 a month. Now you want 2300 We didn't get an amazing raise on at work for another couple of grand a month. And so we're out on the streets. It's going to get worse, I think. It's getting worse. It's it's getting worse. There's a lot of policies that are being worked on that hopefully will help. But uh, there are many groups, in, uh, especially in our continuum of care, working hard to address these issues. And it really, when people come to the Bay Area Rescue Mission, they will start telling, especially the intake people and the, women, and the women's center and the men's center, all the things that have happened to them, kind of trying to say, and so that's why I should be here. Please take me. And and sometimes we have to cut it short and go. It's okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You don't have to explain. You don't have to. We're, you're here now. Yeah. And we're going to take care of you. You shared right? last night a little bit, and I, and I don't want to let too much of the cat out of the bag. But you, you shared a little bit briefly last night about the idea of Bay Area Rescue Mission also looking into a scenario that could provide more a transitional type housing, meaning you can go through the program, you can get clean, sober, full of peace, as we just heard from our guest a moment ago, and yet once you get back out there, say, well, I'm everything's going okay, and I'm working on a job, but boy. You know how much money they want for first month, last month, and a security deposit? I can't come up with that kind of money. So how do I sustain my employment, save enough money, and rent to be able to save money to rent? That doesn't work out. Yeah, and it's all about moving people forward. So what you just brought up is when we do, when we invest and we take the wonderful gift from our donors and we put it into action and we transform lives and they graduate from our program and they're ready to go, the worst thing we can do is send them back to where they came from. That's exactly right. You, you, can't, you yeah, cannot do no, that. No, no. you got to move forward and go somewhere else. And if those spaces are not available, we need to create those spaces so they're safe. It's not a, it's not a full program still because you're still going to be held accountable at the Bay Area Rescue Mission. But now you're in a sober living environment. You're still going to your meetings. You're still checking in. But now we're going to see, can you handle this? Can you handle living on your own in a community and giving back and paying your rent and all that? And once you've done that successively for 12 months, 24 months, and 36 months, that's about the time for sober living environment. Then you know I've, I'm able to do it because the guys and the, the women and men who leave our program that are like, I got this. Your program set me up straight. I'm good to go. That's when we get worried. Yeah, we all when, stumble in life. <laughs> when know, people but, are like, you know what? I know I've graduated, but I'm not sure if I can mm-hmm. do this on my own. Yeah. That's when we know kind of the head, that the shows head wisdom. space. That shows wisdom. Yeah, they're in the right space. Mm-hmm. And who are you going to check up on me? Hey, is the chaplain still going to call me? No. You call. That's when you know the headspace is right because the program and your success really starts when you leave. 
And that consistency of, of being able to check in and have that kind of moral and emotional support, critically important, you know, beyond the notion of being able to gain enough momentum financially to save up to be able to be, become fully independent, uh, the, the notion of being able to kind of transition softly back into the quote-unquote real world, and I, and, I, and I don't mean that facetiously, but when you're in a safe, sober environment... You don't have to worry about one of the old, you know, members of the crew picking up the phone and saying, hey, so-and-so's birthday tonight. We're all going to go to Charlie's bar. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have those kind of temptations before you. When you get back out into the everyday world, that kind of stuff creeps up. And so the more extended support that you can have, that buddy system, that accountability partnership, in a sense, that will help to sustain the victories that you have accomplished during your time while in the actual program, that can really be the difference between succeeding or finding yourself back in all over again. Yeah, when you go to your home tonight, Craig, when you unlock your door and you walk in, do you take a urinalysis? <laughs> do you do you breathe into a breathalyzer? Well, that's why Child Protective Services loves us because they know the atmosphere we have is safe. You know, everyone's being trust, uh, drug tested, mothers, you know, fathers, and we know it's a safe place, right? And if if it's not, we deal with it accordingly, of right? Course. So so that's the kind of uh, safe space we have. And above that, you know, people in our, like Martina, is only in their seven months. Then they start supporting each other. And we start supporting each other. And a tiny insight. We've talked in the past about rates of recidivism. And in particular, uh, we were talking last night with Juan about uh, the rate of recidivism as it relates to prison terms. And the fact that on average, about 82, 83, 4, 5 percent, somewhere in that neighborhood of people that go through the penal system, wind up back in it. You know, like, hey, welcome back. Right. Not good. Conversely, with the Bay Area Rescue Mission, it's just the opposite. That you're looking at 82, 83, 85 percent success rate, meaning they go through the program, they get clean, they get sober, they get saved, they become productive members of society, and when they come back, they only come back because they're volunteering. They only come back because they're going to speak at a chapel service or serve a meal or something of that sort. That's the difference the Bay Area Rescue Mission is making, and that's the reason why we're so excited about the opportunity to partner with folks like you and me. This is really where all the resources for the Bay Area Rescue Mission come from. Yeah, there's some companies. In fact, we had a challenge earlier tonight from a, a Bay Area business that said, hey, I want to challenge every business leader out there that wants to be a real Bay Area blessing to give a gift of $500 in the name of their business. You can do that right now at 888-367-5329. That's 888-367-5329. And when you get involved in the partnership at that level, you can stand with a program that not only has an enormous success rate, but but as we had heard Martina share a few moments ago, helps put people into a place where perhaps for the first time in their life, they know what it means to be at peace. Let's head over to the KFAX call center and Jordan Michaels working on 12 hours and 12 minutes as the crow flies. Hello. Are we going into the 13th hour? All right. Yeah, yeah. we're heading there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I don't know. It seems like hour two to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're so young, you've got all that drive and oh, stamina. Boy. Uh, I look in the mirror. I know all about that. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, you know, I was, uh, that is Rodriguez Tile of Fremont that challenged the other small businesses to do that. They gave $500 online, kfax.com. And, you know, if you're a small business owner, you know, online, kfax.com, or you can call right here, 888 367 
800-585-5329. And I tell you what, if they call that number, Jordan, we'll give them a shout-out on the air. Oh, so yes. uh, our, our congrats and shout-out. <laughs> if you're looking for tile in the Fremont area, check out Rodriguez Tile. There's That's your shout-out for your it. gift. God bless you. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you guys were talking about um, the, the difference between joy and happiness. And I just have to t- say when Martina came in tonight, um, she said, Hi, I'm Martina. She had this big smile on her face. Just And you're right. She was glowing. And she still is. She's sitting here with us right now. Uh, but it, it's just such a difference. You know, happiness happens to you. Joy happens in you. Mm-hmm. And she has the joy of Jesus in her heart, in her soul. And I can say that about all of these volunteers. They just have the joy of the Lord. And that is part of uh, what they're introduced to when they come to the Bay Area Rescue Mission. They find true joy, not just happiness, that's just here and gone, but true joy in spite of of what they're facing. It's amazing, you know, how God does that. And yes, we have some people that we want to thank, but I want to tell you this story. Uh, We had a listener call who said her daughter had been in the mission years ago with a baby. Is that correct? With a baby? Yes. And the daughter went through the program and she, she's doing great. They're doing great right now. And, and the woman who called was the mother of the daughter. And she said, you know, God is in every inch of the mission. <laughs> and I love that. God is in every inch of the mission. She said the mission has been such a blessing to my family. And she encouraged our volunteer here, Mimi, to uh, stay in there, Mimi. Don't give up. And it was just, I don't know, it was just such a blessing for Mimi and I know for the rest of us to hear the story of what has happened. You know, one of the success stories, one of the many hundreds, probably thousands of success stories of the mission. And we are just so grateful just to be this little part of it. I, I, there's no other place I would rather be than right here, right now. And um, it just, I don't know, gives me the chills. I just am so grateful and so thankful for just to see God. God work in people's lives and it's just the most wonderful blessing just to be here and just receive just the benefit of being here <laughs> so anyway I want to get to these people that we need to thank we have an anonymous from San Mateo $50 gift that turns into $100 everything's doubled and we have another anonymous of Union City another $50 gift we have Another uh, gift from Mary of Oakland. She is the mother of the daughter and baby that I was just telling you about. And she gave $100, and she's going to give that by check. Thank you so much, Mary. That gift turns into $200. Uh, We have another $100 gift from Martha in Richmond. Thank you for that. And we have a $40 gift from Larry. And Larry, my friend, that turns into $80. He is from Pittsburgh. And we have a gift for $500 from our friend in San Carlos, Dan. Thank you so much. God bless you. And just Merry Christmas to everybody. It's just such a a joy and privilege to be here tonight. And I'm going to give you the number again, and I'm going to give it slowly. It is 888-367-5329. 888-367-5329. 
800-242-5329. All right. Thank you for the update. And again, encouraging uh, business owners, Bay Area entrepreneurs, you want to be a Bay Area blessing, uh, call in with a gift. We want to match the challenge put out there by the good folks at Rodriguez Tile of Fremont. Your gift of $500 will give you a shout out on the air. That'll be doubled to $1,000. And boy, what a, what a joy you'll have in knowing how many people you will bless here in the Bay Area this Christmas 2023. So again, the shout out to uh, Bay Area business owners and entrepreneurs. If you own your own place, we'll give you a shout out on the radio. Your gift matching that challenge put out by the good folks at Rodriguez Tile, $500 or more to 888-367-5329. That's 888-367-5329. Or give that gift safely and securely online at kfax.com. We'll take a quick time out. You go to the phones. We'll be back. We'll talk with Dustin next. Right now, you go to the phone. 888-367-5329. I'm here with Orlando. Orlando has an incredible story and journey about how he came through the rescue mission. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So I basically showed up to the mission sick and broke, a little lost. So far, I have been able to find out who I am again, get past my addiction, my anxiety. Putting God first helped me find my way again. And so far, I'm just very thankful for being able to come to the mission because I had two options here with either dead or in prison. Never would I have thought that I would have an opportunity to come get my life back here in the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Yeah, a couple of options. You can go to prison or you can get your life on track again. There's Orlando's story. And, of course, that's repeated over and over and over again. And understand, big picture, 30,000-foot view, as they say, it's not just about the meals, although oftentimes the first touch, the first uh, contact, Bram, is with folks that come up and just say, hey, cold out there and I'm hungry. Can I have a meal? Or they might come and say, my family's really struggling right now. We'd like to sign up for a box of hope. And then the opportunity to have that contact, get a little conversation going, maybe pray with somebody, find out what they're facing. And then the the floodgates of what they've been facing and the challenges that they're dealing with uh, open up. And suddenly you're able to step in, speak truth in love and encourage. It'd be a blessing to demonstrate that love without limits. And the sky's the limit for people then once they've found Christ and been able to experience that being what it means to be a new creation in Christ. Yeah, and when, as you know, when we give out these boxes of hope, when we have you know, people lined up around the block, before the line starts, we're preaching the full-on gospel message. And we do that four times during a giveaway. And we're also having prayer cards and saying, hey, and not everyone's writing something down, right? But when somebody says, please pray for me, I have a sickness, or pray for my dad, he's uh, going through an issue right now, or he drinks a lot, that's when we can say, hey, let's, let's talk to dad. You know, let's, and, let's, and we can go, that's why we do it. We're doing it so we can get more information, so we can meet that need. And the gentleman we just heard of, uh, Orlando, uh, he came to our program, and he was doing so well that, a shout out to Richmond Wholesale Meats, they hired him directly. He's no now kidding. working for oh. he's, he's got a full-time job at Richmond Wholesale Meats. And he, you know, and it's straight from the president, right, Rich. And so it's these connections. These are real people 
moving forward, doing really, really great things with their lives and giving back. So, And, you know, a lot of it is possible because of a lot of dedicated uh, staff members, certainly even more dedicated volunteers, and people like just you and me who pick up the phone and call 888-367-5329 and give a gift in partnership with the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Again, a reminder, because of that generous grant challenge, doubles your giving today. So a gift of $50, again, with the matching grant challenge, provides Christmas boxes of hope to two needy families, supplying on average enough food for some 25 meals per family. If you give a gift of $100 today, you can either designate that to go towards, again, the Christmas boxes of hope that will provide meals for four needy families or will serve 100 meals. On average, about $2 a meal. And again, $100 gift, do the math with the grant challenge, means 100 people will receive a meal this time of year. 888-367-5329-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. Online safely and securely. Look for the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner at the top of our homepage at kfax.com. One of those walking miracles joining us in studio is Dustin. Dustin, welcome. Thank you. Good to have you with us tonight. Share a little bit and kind of give a little background here, if you would. What was going on in your life when you first came to the Bay Area Rescue Mission? Uh, I actually came here <clears throat> from Spokane, Washington. I, uh, I, I've had long-time struggles with drug addiction, alcoholism, homelessness. Pretty much most of my adult life, uh, struggled with, um, you know, IV, IV methamphetamine addiction. Um, I, you know, struggled with, you know, crime and in and out of jail. Um, separation. I've you know I've spent you know, the better part of my adult life uh, in homeless shelters or living on the street, uh, caught in a cycle of addiction and alcoholism. And so that's that's basically my story. I uh, had gone through another cycle a relapse and uh that went on for about six months in spokane and then i i uh, someone told me about the bay area rescue mission here in california so i uh i I drove here wow yeah i drove here from from spokane and came straight straight into the mission program and give me a sense of what's been going on in your life since you've been involved since coming to the mission program, uh, I've I have been I've been clean and sober. Um, I've I managed to stop smoking cigarettes. Uh, I've I've achieved my GED, uh, so now I'll be able to possibly you. go to college. <laughs> um, they've helped me to get my driver's license back. Um, I had lost it for uh, uh, looting a police officer, a hit and run charge. I'd lost it for a while, but they helped me to get my license back, and uh, they helped me to resolve some child support issues that I had. Um, they got me set up with a mental health therapist, um, and I've been doing therapy for post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, so they, you know, they've really, you know, helped me, you know, with spiritual and and uh, you know my mental health issues, my addiction issues, and uh, you know my future education and stuff like that. So it's been very well rounded. I, I've been through programs throughout my life: thirty day, sixty day, ninety day dual treatment programs and dual diagnosis treatment programs and stuff. But but never never have I been through a program that's been able to actually affect real 
tangible change for me, except for the Bay Area Rescue. And do you see the change not only for yourself, but in yourself as well? Oh, 100%. I, I mean, I, I actually feel different, and I, I feel that I have hope now for my future. Uh, I can, you know, I'll be able to go to school. Uh, I know I have a, a solid support system here. I have pastors and, you know, a, a therapist. I have a mental health team. Uh, just a whole group of people now that have come around me that, that, you know, not only have helped me to get to where, you know, I'm at for my future, but, but have, you know, are a strong support from me now here. And how incredible that here you are sharing the story. <laughs> Tens of thousands of people listening. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's part of your success story. And, and, and that's the amazing part. I, I would imagine if, if I had met you 10 years ago and said, well, someday you say, dude, I don't know what you're smoking. But <laughs> so that that's that's yeah. encouraging, isn't it, uh, Bram, just to hear the progress I mean, and the sense of confidence he has. I'm sitting here shaking my head up and down and he got his GED. Right. Yeah. So many people cannot. They once they hit their 18, 19, 20, it's never going to happen for me. Right. And that's it. He's, he worked hard. He got his GED. He stopped smoking after 20, how many years? 20, 27 years. 27 years. Wow. It's like, no, no more. Right? And so these things, these are huge things. These, are, these aren't small things. No, and milestones. He's, being, he's been through the 30, 60, 90-day treatment programs, and they haven't been the same. And it sounds very just, what's the difference? Like, so you'd say, so what is the difference between that program and this program? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> right? That's the difference. And so... I would say Dustin's sitting here with very calm demeanor. You wouldn't know he had all those issues if you were just sitting here talking to him. He's one of those guys I see. I say I smile. I see him in the warehouse helping out this and that. And but we have so many men that I would trust with anything more than some of my own family members <laughs> because I've seen the transformation. Right? They, they they're trusted now to drive our vehicles, to drive the forklifts, to to give on the community, to pray with community members before they come in and receive service. So you're talking about full transformation and working in the warehouse i mean people say warehouse well it really is a big part of the food pantry yeah. so there's all kinds of stuff coming in and out i mean that that that's like an orchestrated ballet every day isn't it dustin oh definitely yeah <laughs> it's, it's a huge blessing though you know I'm, I'm learning how to serve and to to be able to interact with the with the community uh, both being able to receive the donations that come to the mission which there's an, such an incredible amount of, of generous people that come and, and bring stuff to the mission but but then being able to turn around and and give that back out to the community every day as they come through and just you know and seeing the people that are so grateful because they get to have food and they, they get clothing and and so all of the stuff that we receive it's turned around and given right back either to the students or to the community. And so it's a huge blessing. And, you know, and there are some of us that have been uh, uniquely blessed um, that we think, wow, isn't this great? We, we just paid off the mortgage or we just bought the vacation house or, oh, we just got back from Maui. And yet there are some people that just come through the doors of the uh, food pantry, the warehouse there at the Bay Area Rescue Mission, and are delighted to say, we just got a box full of food. Oh. 
And I would imagine the sense of joy and satisfaction that person has pales. It absolutely would embarrassingly exceed that of the person who just got back from the trip to Maui. I mean, the Maui thing, you forget about it. Where are those pictures? Oh, I think they're on my cell. Oh, that was my old cell. I don't know. You've forgotten about it. Um, but when you get a blessing because you're needy and, and somebody cares enough to be able to meet your need in that moment, not embarrass you, not ridicule you, but just say, hey, I get it. I understand. And you know what? just as important, in fact, even more importantly so, God understands. Mm -hmm. And to be able to speak that that word of encouragement, you know, Bram, you and I talked about earlier the fact that sometimes for some homeless people, just to hear their name spoken means everything in the world to them because they're they're there as a nameless, faceless individual that you pass by every day and you think to yourself, ah, that guy's here again. Why didn't he go get a job? Be responsible, right? Yeah, they're so shocked because sometimes somebody will step over them or around or walk across the street to not go by them, right? And now you you have people walking up to them. So seeing someone like Dustin deal with people in the food pantry distribu- distribution line, say there's people arguing about who's first in line or this or that, because it's not a perfect line, Craig. Sometimes things happen. And hurting people. Right, and hurting, hurting people, people. Hurting people. And to see someone like Dustin that has all that in his past walk out there with a professional demeanor, with customer service, with grace, Exhibiting the fruit of the spirit, saying, "Hey, we can work this out mm-hmm. without yelling or screaming." You also or- know what you're going, they're going through, <laughs> exactly. so you've got an ability to, to care and relate and empathize. Right. Because right. you know, four or five months ago, Dustin might have been in that line, that's right? Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and he and he knows, and so that's kind of the beauty of it all yeah. is 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 being on the other side, and giving back. And you know what? I almost wish that we could suddenly, you know. Uh, transport every listener to be there alongside helping Dustin pack boxes and distribute and talk to folks and so forth and see for yourself the difference that is being made. In fact, I'll put a challenge out. Many of you that have given tonight say, yeah, I hear you talk about it, Craig, but I, you know, I'd like to find out more. Uh, Bramo, don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, if folks say, you know what, I'm thinking about maybe doing some planned giving or we're working on getting uh, some things lined up for for a, a significant gift that came into some money. I want to do something special, but I want to find out more about this Bay Area Rescue Mission. Are people allowed to come down and, and visit or take a tour? They come down, have a tour. We're batting a thousand. Nobody leaves like, oh, that was a waste of time. <laughs> they come down, they go, whoa, I can't believe this, right? We're the best kept secret. We don't want to be a secret. Uh, people come down, they go, oh, that's when you say a lot of, I didn't realize you said line around the corner. There's a line around mm-hmm. the corner. And when they see the amount of beds and the women and children, we have 45, so many things are happening. We're dealing with uh, uh, special needs children who are on on the autism spectrum. There's so many things that are taking place, and they are so surprised. And so that's exactly what happens. We'll give them on a tour, and they say, you know what, I'm thinking about doing this. Can I give, uh, can I leave a bequest or part of my legacy? And we talk to them. We have experts. We've had Barbara on here and Dean, and uh, they know how to navigate those things, and we can correct connect you to the right people to really leave a a legacy. And a lot of our donors will give in the name of, right, in memory of. And it's a powerful and very thoughtful way 
to have that legacy of love from your loved one move forward. Absolutely. And, and of course, I can speak from personal experience. If you go and take the tour, the real highlight is when you get up to the 50th floor and the spectacular view from Bram's <laughs> office. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. First floor, no air conditioning or heater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was many years ago, but my, my first time going down to the uh, quote-unquote executive offices is like, so this is it, huh? <laughs> but you know what? I, I say that in jest to prove a point, and that is that it's not about fancy buildings. It's not about, uh, you know, uh, Bram being chauffeur-driven here to our studios. The money goes directly into people and programs. And when you want to think about, listen, I have limited resources. Times are tough for a lot of people these days. High cost of living, inflation, et cetera, et cetera. And you say, of that which God has entrusted me to, and once I've met the needs of my family and my church that I have left over to be able to, to give in places, I want them to know that when I plant that seed, it's going to be in fertile soil. I will tell you from personal experience and a relationship that probably spans 25 of the 50 years, maybe more, um, nearly 60 years in, 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 a, in a year, almost, huh? Wow. Just thought about that. Mm-hmm. 59 years next year. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the real deal. The money goes into people, not fancy buildings and big office suites. And if you go and say, I'd like to see Bram Begonia's office, they'll show it to you. And then you'll call me and say, Craig, wow, you were right. And, and how do they know that, Craig? Well, in 2021, we were a three-star charity and had a score of 83. Today, this month, we're a four-star charity and rated 99% out of wow. 100 hey. on Charity Navigator. Show you some love on that Google one. us. Bay Area Rescue Love Mission, it. Love it. Charity Navigator, and you know where our money goes. So, you know, whether you're giving $5, $500, you're thinking about planned giving, um, this is the real deal that impacts lives. So we want to encourage you, as we've got about 25 minutes to go in the broadcast tonight, we're working toward providing meals for hurting and homeless individuals and needy families this Christmas. Why don't you join us? 888 That's the toll-free number to call with your pledge. Remember, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, or discover. Your giving, of course, can also be done safely and securely online at kfax.com. And all kidding aside, if any time you'd like to come down and maybe organize a tour, maybe you'd like to come and bring your church choir to come and sing, maybe you'd like to take over a chapel service, or just come on down and volunteer by providing meals at Christmas or distributing some of the boxes of hope, you are welcome. And you can go reach out to the Bay Area Rescue Mission directly. More information available on the web at bayarearescue.org. That's Bay BayAreaRescue.org. Meanwhile, the easiest way to get there at KFAX.com and click on the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner. That'll be the easy and safe way to give your gift safely and securely online. Or by calling right now, talking to one of the great volunteers. In fact, you might even call in a few minutes and get a hold of Dustin at 888-367-5329. That's 888-367-5329. Came out here due to I was working where I lived, and I lost my job and my home on the same day because the family I worked for, I, I did in-home nursing, the family I worked for, an extended family member of theirs lost their job, and so they opted to help their family member. At first, it was very hard and very scary. I didn't know a soul when I came out here. 
people support us. We have a lot of support from people that you would never expect. We have individuals that support us, but that's all well and good, but we need thousands of church members and churches to support us, too. That's what our forefathers fought for in this country, for people that don't understand the situation to open their hearts, open their minds, open their ears, and not just listen, but hear us. To everybody that doesn't understand this situation, to try and focus on it and understand it, and to God bless them, and Merry Christmas. God bless you. Wow. Uh, Janine speaks uh, volumes of truth there. And, uh, of course, the way for you to hear and to respond, 888-367-5329-888. 367-5329. We've got about 15 minutes to go on the broadcast tonight. I'll mention if you're on the way home, you say, Craig, hang, hang on a minute here. My spouse and I, we pray and decide on these matters together, and I'm still en route, so what do we do after 7 o'clock? Easy. Go to KFAX.com, click on the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner at the top of our homepage, and you can give your gift safely and securely online with any major credit card. You can also, again, alternately call the toll-free number at 888 Five three two nine. Robert in Oakland did that, and uh, Robert, God bless you for uh, your gift tonight of three hundred dollars. That becomes six hundred dollars. Three hundred meals at the average of two dollars a meal. Again, with the matching uh, challenge grant, uh, that's that's pretty impactful. I mean, I I would shudder to think about preparing three hundred meals and feeding folks. A, through my kitchen. Of course, they'd taste my cooking. They'd shudder the idea, too. (laughs) But what an amazing way to be a blessing in such a simple fashion. It's a blessing, and I can speak on behalf of Chris Dykes, who is our our, uh, culinary arts uh, manager at the Rescue Mission, who prepares all the meals, three meals a day, for the hundreds of people that we serve all throughout the holidays, including the holidays. We could not do it without that help. And, and on his behalf, he needs a raise. Last year, he, he, I say I that Strike that from the record. Yeah, erase that. Uh, I say that because last year, under his leadership and oversight, with a lot of volunteers and a lot of people, of course, involved in the culinary arts program at the Bay Area Rescue Mission, six I'm sorry, 1,600,000 plus meals served. Did you get that? 1,600,000 meals served. It's a remarkable number, and it just demonstrates not only the, the enormity of the need, but also the impact of the Bay Area. <coughs> Army Bay Area Rescue Mission. That happens with your support. Again, at 888-367-5329. Mimi joins us in studio now. Been involved in the program for about eight months so far and a couple of months away from graduation. That's correct. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Now, you got to tell us, Mimi, what was going on in your life that brought you to the Bay Area Rescue Mission? So, there were a couple things that were going on in my life. Um... I guess we'll start from the beginning. So what really brought me from the mission was, you know, I was really reluctant to come to the mission. Um, and there was a couple of people in my life that I really trusted who really encouraged me that this is what you need. You know, um, I was staying at an SLE. So I went to rehab. Um, I struggled with addiction. Um, CFS got involved into my life and I got my son taken away. I went to rehab, I graduated, and then I moved into an SLE, a sober living house. I was there for a year. Um, I found out I was pregnant with my second child. 
a couple days after I got there. So I was there basically through my whole entire pregnancy. And, you know, I can't really... I don't really understand why they kicked me out. I guess it was kind of basically financial issues. I couldn't afford the rent, so I had to leave. And I didn't know where I was going to go. My daughter was two months old. I was wow stressed. My re- my recovery was in jeopardy. Of course, um, I didn't want to relapse, but it it was coming to that point. I was very I was afraid, and you know I was calling all these different rehabs, trying to get back into rehab, but just the way the system is set up. You you can't go to rehab unless you have relapsed. Um, and I, I don't really think that's right. You know, for people who are struggling with addiction, I know relapse is a part of addiction. It's a part of recovery. But, you know, if someone comes to you and they tell you that I'm clean, but I feel like my sobriety is at jeopardy. I need help. I just don't feel like you should have to go out and use drugs in order to get help again. Absolutely right. And, and you want to be able to candidly say, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm risky or I need some help. Yes. And um, I did, before I was referred to the mission, I didn't even know it existed. I didn't know there was a place that accepted people from all different walks of life. It's not just rehab, you know. It's like they say, it's a life transformation program. And I was kind of reluctant. I was like, Oh, it's a program, you know. I don't want to go to another program. In my mind, it's like I didn't, I did rehab, I didn't relapse, you know. I don't need to go to another program for a year, you know. And so, I left the SLE I was at, and I went and I stayed in the shelter part. And I talked to, well, which is now my PC. Her name is Miss Hannah. And I was sitting outside, you know, because I had to leave during the day. And I was sitting there with my two-month-old baby on the, on the bench right in front of the mission. And I was really contemplating life. And I saw Hannah, and she was like, what's going on? Are you okay? And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life right now. I don't, I just, I don't know what to do. And she was like, well, you need to join the women's program. We have a beautiful program. Um, it's faith-based, and I think that's just what you need. She was like, you need, you need, you need Jesus back in your life. And there'll be a place for your two children. Yeah, so at the time, I didn't have my other son. I was mm. still fighting to get him back okay. to CFS. I was fighting for him for two years, and all these different emotions were going through my mind because I was like, oh, I just got kicked out of my SLE. They're never going to give me my son back now. I'm staying in a shelter. It's unstable. Like They're not going to give me my son back. So I stayed in the shelter park for one more day, and you know that night, I was going back and forth in my head. I just happened to look down at my daughter, and I just saw her face, and I just was like, you know what? It's not about what I want. It's about what's the best for my children. Mm. And Very you know, wise. I I need to do it. So the next day, I talked to staff, and I was like, I'm going to do it. I want to join the program. You guys still have a bed for me. They were like, we never got rid of your bed. Still here. We knew you were coming. Get your name on it. Yep. So I joined the I, You know what? And when I joined, it was the best thing I could have ever done because I've met so many amazing, beautiful people. You know, my faith was restored. It was, my faith was, it wasn't very strong. You know, I, I had been through a lot of past traumas, um, you know, a lot of losses, deaths in my family. You know, my mom was an addict. Um, and then I was an addict. And it's kind of a lot of, a lot of generational addiction in my family. 
and I guess you know there's trauma like most addicts it's like you know you just you don't know how to handle your emotions properly in a healthy way and you've been through a lot so anesthetizing the pain it's makes easy. sense it it's makes easy. sense you yeah. know so I did that and uh, my recovery was something really important to me because it's like I I really wanted to break that cycle boy you just said it baby I want to break that cycle, you know, and for my children, for my children's children, um, it stops with me. And that's why my recovery is so important to me. So when I came to the mission, you know, I was clean when I came in. I had been clean for a year and a half, but at the time that I've been here, my recovery has been strengthened so much. I've learned so many new things from all the classes I take, um, all the NA groups I go to, AA groups, NA. And I never thought that I needed what I received from the mission. You know, it has changed my life so much. I, I had been fighting for my son for two years, and I got to the mission, and, you know, three months later, I got him back. So Wow, big he, victory. Very big victory. I, I The mission has changed my life. And, and you made some right choices, too, along the way. For all the wrong choices you've made in the past, the change in your attitude and your outlook, your, your focus on what's best for your kids uh, yeah. is obviously making the difference. And, of course, the faith component. Uh, yeah, I can see it in your eyes. Yeah. Almost that sense of relief uh, of the new road that you're heading down and uh, not only coming up on, on – uh, your your graduation in a couple of months, but I understand you're just about that time. You're you're um, the, the youngest is going to turn one years old. That's very neat. Yep, she's going to turn one in February, and my son actually celebrated his second birthday at the mission in October. And you know, I just want to say that I'm just so blessed, and you know, I have just have had this overwhelming calmness come over me since I've stopped trying to fight it alone mm. and I've given it to God. You know. Mm. And I've only experienced that just being at the mission. I have so many supportful women, you know, my PC, my the pastors here, you know, everything is just, it's, it just completed me. I found this, this wholeness since I've been in this mission, and I'm so grateful. You know, I'm so grateful Amen. to be here. Um, and, you know, the amazing thing, Bram. Uh, Mimi talks about that sense of overwhelming calmness. Earlier, we had Martina in who talked about just peaceful. Yeah. Wow, what, what, a, what a delight, what a joy. And I want listeners to make the connection of, of the changed life yeah. for Mimi and, and the maturity of saying, because of what I've experienced in the past and now what God has done in changing my life and changing my outlook looking forward, I am actively working to break the cycle of addiction. Right. She said it stops with me. Yeah. And then passing on that newfound heritage right. for her children and someday her children's children. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, let's pivot to uh, CODIS who's with us today in studio before time winds up. And, and CODIS, welcome. Appreciate you. We've saved the best for last, as they say. <laughs> Tell us, man, a bit about what was going on in your life? Well, why did you first come to the Bay Area Rescue Mission? What was going on? Well, uh, with me is 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 uh, it, it was all it was all me. I was an angry little person that had blamed the whole entire world, mm. inspiring myself in the drug addiction and the whatever it is that I wanted to do. <clears throat> and um, I already came to the Bay Area Rescue Mission once. I've already graduated. That was like about 15 years ago. And I remember walking down the street and I heard, and I was like, God, what am I going to do? And he said, go to the mission. And I said, man, I ain't about to do that again. And um, 
The catch is, is that I found myself right there the next day on the front door. And I didn't even want to. I just went into the mission. I went into the mission part because I was like, I'm still not trying. I'm fighting the tooth and nail. I don't want to go and do the program again. Because, you know, I can get me a job. I could do this. I could do that. Self-reliant. Still, I was still trying to buck. And the truth of the matter was is, is that when I was in the mission, I, I got there on Friday. And there was another brother that was there on security named Antoine. He graduated in that March. I came in February. And he opened, they do a devotion every night, nine o'clock, for the mission, for, for, for those that are in the, uh, the, the shelter part. And when he started speaking, he reminded me of everything that the mission offers. Mm. And what it really is, 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 is that the mission is a place where you can find God, where you can bring yourself back in the arms of Christ. You understand? I mean, he's reaching out to his people and he's saying it doesn't matter who you is, what background you come from, what help it is that you need. What I am doing, I, with love and kindness have I drawn all men. It's not because we want anything from you. We just want to serve. And you know, Curtis, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know what? Been through it. Won some battles. Achieved some goals. You need a little bit more work. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that at all. And, and the beautiful thing is we serve a God who never gets tired of showing grace and mercy and forgiveness. And, you know, that's the absolute joy of the Christian faith, that it's not, oh, one t- oh boy, you, t- you made a mistake afterwards. That's it. You're done. You're out of the club. God's not like that. It's all about hope Renewal and reconciliation. And if it takes a little bit more time, listen, how many of us have, have promised, well, I'm never going to do that again, and you're right back at it before you know it. And, you know, I think it takes a man, Codis, to say, you know what, I need a little bit more work. I need a little bit more uh, more fine-tuning, so to speak. And that's good stuff, man. That really is. Mm-hmm. And I bet there's a lot of stories out there like that of folks that say, you know, a little bit more fine-tuning, but to know that the Bay Area Rescue Mission is open and there. And and you, you talked about Antoine and looking at the change in him mm-hmm. and hearing what he had to say and how that sparked something in you. And I love that. Yeah. And uh, our biggest problem is we only have 50 team members, but these wonderful interns and students, we want to hire them all, Craig. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> we don't have enough spots available, <laughs> yeah. right? That's why we need to expand our programs, open up their stores, uh, do other social enterprise things, because the best people to have serving other people are people that have been through it. Absolutely. Right? And that's one of our strengths, I think, when, say, loving people, compassionate people, because 50% of our staff, about 50% of our staff, have lived experience or have graduated from our program. Right? And so that's a real strength when somebody can say, this is the bed that I was in 15 years ago. And when they say that I know, that I know, that I know, because I've been there, dealt with it, walked through it, and came out on the other side. And and that says everything in the world. Well, we appreciate, Codis, you sharing Mimi as well. And as we kind of wrap up 
the program here in the home stretch tonight. I want to remind listeners that anytime you want to give, you can easily do it. And we still got a couple of minutes. If you want to quickly get to the phone and call 888-367-5329 and make that pledge of support. Again, with that matching grant right now, everything you give tonight and tomorrow will be doubled. And if you think about the end of your uh, giving, especially in relationship to uh, your contributions for uh, tax deductibility, don't forget that every dollar you give is indeed fully tax deductible. You can also safely and securely give your gift online. Go to kfax.com and look for the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner at the top of our homepage. Uh, Bram, it's going to be busy few weeks coming up for you guys. You've got cold weather coming, more rain in store, and of course, as people come in to get out of the uh, the cold elements and they're looking for a meal, an opportunity to bless them, and then of course, distribution of meals and food boxes in the week leading up into Christmas time. This is uh, this is a busy time of year for you folks. It's a busy time. We continue to serve our community and. We love this time because it ends the year, and then we can track all the stats for the year. Because yeah. last year, Craig, in 2022, we proclaimed the gospel over to over 17,000 people, and nearly 600 people came to the realization of having Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that's where the transformation takes place. And we could not do it without the help of all the listeners. And when you multiply that out over, as we said earlier, uh, 58 going on uh, 59 years, it's truly an amazing story. And uh, it's a story that you can be a part of. Uh, Be praying for these folks, would you? They got a lot of hard work and uh, long hours and, um, you know, oftentimes big challenges, as we say, when it comes to uh, the bad weather and whatnot. And so uh, your support is important, not only from a financial standpoint, but a prayerful standpoint as well. I want to thank uh, the CEO of um, Bay Area Arts Commission, Brian Begonia, for being with us today, bringing these great guests. I mean, this is uh, you, you, you brought all the all the top tier. We brought the best uh, always and, uh, the, and the best is yet to come. Yeah. And we want to thank you. Uh, Undoubtedly so, and and we we sure appreciate you, brother, and appreciate what you do. And uh, thank you so much, guys, for uh, tuning in and calling and giving and supporting and praying for the ministry of the Bay Area Rescue Mission. That's going to do it for this edition of Lifeline. Wanda Sanchez somewhere in the background is our producer, keeping an eye on things, and we appreciate you, Wanda, and, of course, uh, Miles Gasman, our engineer, and to you for calling and giving and sharing again. God bless you for your ongoing support of the ministry of the Bay Area Rescue Mission, demonstrating truly what it means to show love without limits. I'm Craig Roberts. That's going to wrap up today's edition of Lifeline. Back at you tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Till then, as always, remember, don't just keep the faith. Get on out there and share it. Make it a great Wednesday evening. Till next time, so long. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.